You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, welcome back, Real Presence Live. Listeners, always a uh, a beautiful time to be with you. A great interview we had before the break uh, with uh, Yuri Ivan, Tim Sawyer, and uh, Chris Jermahov from my parish, St. Constantine Ukrainian Catholic Church in Northeast Minneapolis, talking about the Byzantine Choral Festival. Uh, We had to kind of, we're coming up against that hard break there, so I just wanted to make sure to give out uh, some more information. So you can go to Byzantine Choral Festival MN, as in the abbreviation for Minnesota.webs.com, W-E-B-S.com, and find out more information there. Uh, The details, uh, you can also just search Facebook, there's a page for it, the Byzantine Choral Festival, Minnesota. Uh, that'll have the information there. Um, really, uh, we gave you all the details on air, so uh, there's not much more to share. Uh, but uh, Sunday, October 16th, so that's not this Sunday, but the Sunday afterwards, at uh, St. Constantine there in northeast Minneapolis. Uh, it'll start at 5 o'clock, so it'll be a great uh, great chance. If, you, if you're not familiar uh, with Byzantine Choral Music, it's a great chance again it's a free event so stop on by we'd uh, love to have you at the parish love to have you visit beautiful church i'm a bit partial i'm sure but, yeah you're uh, a little partial i'm a little biased but uh it is a beautiful church a chance to visit if you've never been in the ukrainian catholic church and uh you know it's it's a great great concert these these uh chorales these uh choirs really do a fantastic job so. well you know and music is such a beautiful thing because it's such a universal language so it just and it's so unifying like you know rote prayer is unifying and then then there's music and i don't know i just i love i'm a cantor myself so music music is huge for me and it's i find it very interesting when you talk about your right and how different cantering is between the latin and and the uh, Ukrainian Catholic right. Yeah. Um, it makes me very curious. Not not yeah. curious enough to probably drive all the way up there <laughs> on a Sunday, but um, maybe someday. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, uh, if you're just joining us now, uh, again, Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio at St. James Coffee here in Rock and Roll, Rochester. Our next guest is Paul Quinn, who will be talking to us about the Bishop's Hunt for Seminarians, which is a cool uh, to, it, to some people, it sounds a little ominous. Uh, yeah, like he's name, out hunting but them it's down. Not, he's, yeah, that, that, that's not part of it. So uh, anyway, welcome to the show, Paul. Good morning, folks. Thank you very much. Uh, so could you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been with the diocese here in west, western South Dakota since January. Uh, I'm a Minnesota person who made his way over here and... Uh, and joined this organization as the executive director of the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation, uh, as I said, in January. So we are now eight months into this journey, eight, nine months into it, and we're coming up on our third major event. So personally, I'm a father of two adult sons, married to a beautiful woman for 38 years, and uh, feel very blessed. Absolutely, and we we've uh, we've had John before to talk about some of the different events uh, that the uh, this Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation uh, puts on. Uh, but uh, could you uh, tell us a little bit about what the the foundation does? What uh, what beyond this hunt for seminarians? And then we we uh, talked about the the fishing derby a little bit earlier in the year. But what sort of uh, is the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation, and what what is its function? Thank you, Nick. We are celebrating 30 years of Catholic philanthropy in the West River area. 
So we are the Western Diocese of South Dakota, and we are focused on legacy gifts, planned gifts, memorial gifts, and really what we call bequests. It's basically for Catholic people, it's our ultimate gift back to the church. We are an independent foundation from the diocese. We maintain that firewall, if you will, between the two entities, although there is representation by the diocese on our board of trustees, which includes the bishop and numerous priests from throughout the diocese. But we do maintain kind of a sanctity of separation of the two entities from a tax perspective and from a financial perspective and decision-making. And what we do is we support various ministries of significance, most importantly, our priests and our seminarians. We also support Catholic education throughout the diocese, and we support Native American ministries mm. and the poor. We do a significant amount of work for those who are, you know, less wealthy and, and need support. So one of our beneficiaries is Catholic Social Services. So uh, for our listeners who might be uh, interested a little bit more, so uh, I could I could hear someone saying, well, you know, I, I put my uh, donation in the uh, in the basket every week at church, uh, or uh, I know there's the the bishop's appeal; they have different names for it in different dioceses. Uh, so I'm, you know, why why is there uh, another entity? I guess uh, people might ask that fundraises for needs within the church if there's already these other. Um, programs ongoing? It's a terrific question. Basically, if you think of the chancery at the diocesan level, you're talking about everyday needs of the diocese. Support on an everyday basis through the bishop's appeal, through uh, the annual um, pledges that parishioners make to their parishes, and the support that they offer. If you're looking to make your ultimate gift your legacy gifts, this is the true reason why this foundation exists. We become the endowment resource to the diocese and to the ministries throughout the diocese uh, where people can deposit, if you will, a significant planned gift and know that it's being managed professionally and then being stewarded properly uh, back to the various ministries that it's intended to support. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, and I and I know earlier you mentioned kind of the uh, the firewall that there is a separation between the diocese, the chancery, right, and this foundation. Could you maybe expound a little bit more on why that's why that's important, why that's a good thing? It was thought to be a great thing, and the founders of this organization are no longer with us. They were wonderful guys um, who really had fortitude, along with Archbishop uh, Chaput. Charles Chaput was here back in the day, and the thinking was that this would be a way to look at the long-range plans of the diocese, the long-range sustainability of ministries, and that's the reason why there is that separation, and it allows for independent thinking, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. That's always a great thing, and uh, it, I think it helps, too, with the, uh, the, the transparency um, and things like that. So, uh, more accountability. So, yeah, accountability. That's yep. that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, really absolutely. It's a very very good point, guys. Because um, 
the buck stops here. That's what we like to say. And we are to those that who have, who have invested in us, and there are quite a few families who over the years have made that last gift to us. And we're having those conversations every day. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so um, maybe more on a personal note you could share with us and our listeners. Uh, you've, you've started with the foundation in uh, January, I think you said, or, or somewhere towards the start of the year. What's been the most rewarding part so far of, uh, of being there with the foundation? We were blessed in July and August to make the presentation of grants that were awarded by my predecessor in the board last year. So we're a year ahead in terms of making the awards notification, and we actually dispersed those checks over the summer. And I tell you, uh, the gratification personally, obviously, is very significant, but to the recipients, it means the world. Uh, and, and those ministries could not survive or be at the levels they are at without the support of the foundation. And Bishop Peter, who is a fabulous bishop, he's been here two years, and he stewards this along with the board in a very nice way. And uh, I think it's, it's really uh, a serious undertaking by all of us, and we understand the legal and the spiritual ramifications of what we do. So how does it, it work? Do they have to like then like ask for money, and then you... you decide where to dole it out to or like how how does that part work that's a great question also thank you so we went through grant training this summer we provided an opportunity for, for all the ministries to come together for a live in-person training and those that couldn't attended virtually and what we did is we provided them with the application and the training as to how to complete it and the kind of do's and don'ts of submitting a grant application to the foundation. They'll be adjudicated later in the month of October. There'll be a meeting of the board and a, a grants committee that is headed by a woman named Bonnie Hilt, who's a fabulous Catholic, and she will uh, lead this effort along with several people, and they will disperse the funds, which will be awarded next summer. Well, that's really nice you have, like, a training, because one of the hardest things about, like, doing grants, it's very intimidating because the process can kind of keep people just away from doing that. So that's really nice that you guys, like, you provide the means to get the grant, and then you also then give the grant, which is, that's great. Exactly. We like to be Mr. Yes or Mrs. Yes. We don't want to be Mr. or Mrs. No. So we want to provide people with and take away all the mystery of preparing a grant. A grant is nothing more than telling your story and telling it effectively. Now this year we asked folks to focus on new initiatives, not supporting, if you will, operational expenses, but looking at new initiatives. And there are quite a few of those happening. Which is a great thing, but there's new stuff happening. Absolutely. It keeps everything fresh in the diocese and at the parish level, and it keeps people on their toes. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, Paul Quinn from the... uh, Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation on the phone with us right now talking about the great work they do out there uh, to 
our listeners in South Dakota will know, but maybe our listeners in Minnesota wouldn't, that South Dakota is pretty much two dioceses um, divided by a river, literally, in the in the middle of the state. So uh, that's that's why we're talking about the West River, East River uh, thing there. If you're if you're not from South Dakota like me, um, and you didn't know that right away. So or me. I, I didn't I, know that I either. I thought I'd share that. So uh, anyway, uh, stay tuned. After the break, we're going to be talking about a fantastic uh, fundraiser they have coming up this week uh, to raise funds for seminarians. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. I think Catholic Radio gives us an opportunity to be family as a church, number one, um, to connect in places where distance is huge in our part of the country. And um, we are inundated with uh, the influence of secular media in our world today. Um, I think that Catholic Radio presents that worldview that is really necessary. And um, I really uh, feel that as parents in particular, those of you who have younger children, are really uh, blessed to have this opportunity to have programming that encourages young people to think outside the box that they're getting on all the other social media that they're exposed to. I think Catholic Catholic media is a world of friends. It's um, not only just a friend uh, as you listen to the people that you know. We need to be strengthened in our voice as a church and as uh, faithful Catholics. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Real Presence listeners, as we are broadcasting live out of St. James Coffee today. Coming back from a break, um, Nick Medelsky and me, Melissa Scacio, talking to Paul Quinn, who's the executive director of the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. And Paul, last time we talked to you, you were getting ready for the Bishop's Fishing for Seminarians. And just a quick update, like how, how did that event go for you guys? Melissa, it was fabulous. And Nick, we, and we're grateful to you for the opportunity you provided us to promote it. We did it in three locations in western South Dakota. We basically canvassed the diocese. We made sure that we touched on the, to the north of us, up on the North Dakota line, to the east in Fort Pierre, and then we were in Angostura, which is uh, to the south of Rapid City, and it was a fabulous undertaking. Uh, we did a fish fry along with 
the actual fishing, and uh, we had a, a wonderful group of families come out and participate, and uh, we raised a fair amount of money, which has been turned over to Father Mark McCormick's program for the seminarian. Oh, so now instead of doing fishing this time, you guys are doing hunting. So um, why why a hunt to raise money for the seminarians? All of these events, to be honest with you, I inherited them, and the fishing and the hunting events both relate to former bishops. Before Bishop Peter was installed here, there were other bishops who had an interest in sporting life, and that's how they came to be. Now, this is probably the most expensive and exclusive of the three events that we've done. The hunting involves an overnight stay and a, a social and dinner on Thursday evening. And then Friday, we have rosary, we have mass, and then we are in the field uh, beginning at 11 o'clock in the morning. There's a, a big breakfast at 8.30, and then from 11 to 4, the participants are in the field hunting for pheasants. And um, it, it's, it's, you're right, it's quite a variety of activities. And so like, when you're hunting for, like, I am not a hunter on any level. Like, that's not something my family did, even though I'm from Wisconsin, like, where deer hunting is huge. Um, how, like, fish, it makes more sense because you can weigh them, you can, you can measure their length to see who has, like, the biggest one. How does it work with pheasants and, like, and, like ranking how the hunting works? So they don't, there's not a com- competitive nature to it. This is, a, they get <laughs> what they shoot. Um, but they bring their dog. The dog hunt for the pheasant when the pheasant flies out of the sky. And um, the, the deal is that then the pheasant is taken care of, if you will, prepared uh, at the West River Haven. And, and then uh, the hunters get to take the catch home with them. Oh, see, I'm so competitive. Like, I've just, you know, I want there to be a winner. <laughs> you want it to be a competition. <laughs> I just want it to be a competition. There you go. So, uh, it, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, so I was confused because they're birds. But, yeah, see, like I said, I'm not a hunter. I don't know these things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Paul, could you maybe share what uh, what it takes to put together an event like this? Like you said, it's kind of the most exclusive and, like you said, even expensive, right, of these uh, these events that you put on this year. Uh, what goes into to planning an event like this, putting it together? Well, there's a, there's a couple of gentlemen uh, by the name of Eckert, who, uh, Eckroth, excuse me, who live in our diocese. Uh, G.W. is the older of the two men, and he is actually training for the diaconate. Mm. He's going to be a deacon here in our diocese. And his brother, Chad, and they own St. Hubert's Hideaway. Ah. And this, we really owe them a debt of gratitude for all of their hard work. And their wives, their wives get involved in a big way preparing the menu for the hunt. So this is a family affair. It really is a family affair, and um, I have to say they do a they do fantastic work in terms of recruiting hunters and uh, selling raffle tickets. We have a wonderful raffle um, that uh, thirty dollars per ticket for a hundred dollars, and the winning prize are two shotguns, uh, a, a twelve gauge um, Benelli uh, Nova twenty eight, and a two point one gauge. Weatherby Orion 
uh, 28-inch barrel woodstock. And so these are very nice guns. I'm a hunter. Uh, I've been educated. I'm not. And, and, uh, <laughs> and we will draw the winners for the, uh, for the guns on Thursday evening. Now, the way it will work is they will be awarded certificates, and then they will come back to uh, downtown Rapid and, and do the exchange for the actual gun. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's tradition out here. Um, people really, and they look forward to it. A lot of parishioners across the diocese will not come to the event, but they will buy three hunting tickets uh, or three raffle tickets or four raffle tickets. In this case, this year we're selling four for $100. I just think it's so smart to kind of um, target things that, huh. for, for, I know, I know, it's a great fun, <laughs> to target things for fundraising that the people of the area are actually doing. Like, if we did hunting and fishing in Rochester, probably not a very big thing. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's extremely smart for um, you, you to be having events that, really target what the people um, would be interested in supporting. So, A lot of fortitude out here in West River. Uh, there are a lot of people who are very, very smart and culturally are very attuned to what folks out here like to do. And uh, this is cultural. This is familial. It's, it's tradition. And I think it's fabulous. Um, I've gotten introduced to some <laughs> new sporting events that I necessarily didn't have the expertise in or understanding of, and, and also I've, I've come to meet some really fine people, and I think that's the greatest thing about events like this, is you get to meet fellow Catholics in a whole different setting than church. So uh, for our listeners, uh, you mentioned a little bit about the, the raffle. Um, it, the the, uh, the hunt starts, uh, well, the, the event, right, starts Thursday evening. Uh, could you kind of walk through the details on that? And is it too late for people to uh, to register? Not at all. They can register. We'll get that out real quick. You can register by calling 605-721-6843 or visiting wsdcf.org. wsdcf.org. And that will have the registration information available. So, so what are kind of the details of, of the day itself, the Thank days? You. So first, everybody arrives between 4 and 5 p.m. at St. Hubert's Hideaway. There's a social at 5 o'clock. Read into that what you will. <laughs> 7 o'clock, the dinner and program. We, uh, Bishop will be with us, Peter Mewich, and uh, he will address the group. And uh, we will have Father McCormick with us. Father McCormick heads our vocation uh, office here, and he will speak to the group as well. And he'll give them an update on the seminarians, how we're doing. We're really excited. Um, we have two new seminarians this year, one at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Health and another at St. Joseph in Spearfish. And this is the first year of ordination for and, and in his priesthood of Father Joshua Lee. And uh, he is out at St. Joseph in Spearfish, and he's a good man. He is originally from St. Therese of the Little Flower here in Rapid City, and he was ordained in the spring, and he is now fatherly. And uh, so you can see this, this event bears fruit. But they will arrive at um, 4 o'clock, they'll have social at 5, they'll have dinner and a program at 7, and then the next morning 
which is Friday morning the 7th, 7 o'clock rosary, 7.30 mass, 8.30 a hearty breakfast at St. Hubert's Hardaway, and uh, Chad and GW make that possible in their lives. And then 11 o'clock, everyone hits the field. And when they're in the fields or while they're in the fields, there's timeout calls and lunch is brought forth. And at 4 o'clock, the event comes to a close. Very cool. Very cool. It sounds like a great event, like you said, a chance for, for people to get together, uh, meet with other uh, like-minded Catholics in the area, uh, as well as just, just a great event, right? Uh, have a lot of fun and go out on a hunt. It's, it's super. It, it, it really is super. I'm originally from New England, and fishing, saltwater fishing is huge. Right. And events and things. This is very much a regional, this is a wonderful cultural event for South Dakotans. And I would encourage Minnesotans who are listening, too, there's still time to register. Come on over. We have plenty of room. We'd love to have you. And uh, the times I gave you, by the way, I'm sorry, the times I gave you are central time. Because when we get over there to uh, West River Haven and St. Hubert's, we're on central time, not mountain time. Oh. And we sit in central time, so I was like, what do you mean it's central? Like, These are time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, out yeah. there in uh, in western South Dakota and western North Dakota, is mountain time? It's parts of it are mountain time, gotcha. right? The, the closer you get That's to the border right. there. And now it's the bishop's hunt for seminarians. Is, does the bishop actually hunt, or is that just part of the name? Uh, bishop Peter will go out in the field. I don't know whether he'll carry a gun. He's a <laughs> bishop Peter is from northern Minnesota. You may oh, or may okay. not know that. No, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, And uh, he's quite a man. He was an educator before he was elevated to bishop. And, uh, we're very blessed to have him. Well, oh. people from Minnesota tend to be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd agree. I'd agree. Uh, so, uh, Paul, we're, we're kind of getting to the end of our time together. Uh, any more detail? Any uh, final thoughts? The final thought would be this. Pray for, pray for our seminarians. Pray for vocations. And if you're able to, please take the time to go out to our website again, uh, www.wsdcf.org, wsdcf.org, or call us at 605-721-6843, ask for Cheryl, and uh, Cheryl will register you or we'll get your raffle tickets. If you want to get in the raffle, we can do that from afar as well. All right, fantastic. So uh, I'll give that website address one more time, WSDCF. so... W for Western, SD for South Dakota, C and F for CatholicFoundation.org. Uh, thanks again, Paul, uh, for coming on this morning, telling us about this fantastic event. I know it'll be uh, a great event, a great chance for people to get together and uh, support a great cause. So uh, anyone listening who uh, likes to hunt pheasants, um, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to do that and uh, support the church while you're at it. Uh, you're listening. Oh, go ahead. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks for listening on Real Presence Live. After we come back from the break, our next guest will be... Surprise! You. Me! <laughs> so stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.